We're back. Episode number four. We are back. We are back. back. I'm not going to continue to yeah. sing because there's no Doug around. <laughs> but we're the two best friends. Are we? Yes, we could be. Please don't do that again. I don't know. <laughs> well, you don't like my singing voice? It's not that. Yeah, I don't believe you. Okay. No, not one bit. <laughs> Man, we are back for the Married AF Podcast, episode number four, recording again on a Sunday. Sunday. Uh, so you will Sunday, be listening to Sunday. this. You know, that's kind of crazy to think about. People will be hearing this right now in the future. <laughs> oh, you and your back to the future. Is that not a mind-blowing idea? People will be hearing what we're saying now in the future. Where we're going, we don't need roads. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, this is going to be a good episode today. This is going to be a fun one today, I think. I'm in a very good mood. Oh, we've had quite the day. It's been a great day. Uh, the Ryder Cup is currently on. The USA is winning 11-5. to 5. They're beating the Europeans. They are dominating today, and I just lost every single person who may have been listening. Nobody cares. The Ryder Cup is electric. You've lost me. The fans well. are fantastic. They're going nuts over every single shot, every single putt. There are grown men dressed in American flag suits just cheering their heads off for the American team. It's pretty it's pretty fantastic. But nobody cares. So, You've we'll get back me. to the most important things. <laughs> Can we talk about something that matters? The Ryder Cup matters. <laughs> it matters. It really matters. Okay, it's really good. It's very, very exciting stuff. So it's been a it's been a very, very good day. Church again was very good. Yes. And you exciting. Did. And you we had, had a fun great today. message today. It was a very heavy message today. Powers was um on the platform today speaking and well, our phones have been nonstop since we've gotten home from church. Yeah. And just God's just uh kind of moving in, in unbelievable ways and the lives of different people it's and things that he's doing and how he's amazing. connecting people. Um, it's it's really unbelievable to see him working behind the scenes when we don't necessarily see it or realize it. Uh, it's a lot of fun to be able to see that. So it's awesome. Yes. So today we're actually going to be discussing a, a question that we have received. We have about a topic. marriage. We have a topic. Ooh. It's not a contract. It's now, not don't just say it's about marriage. Well, it's actually about I mean, all I know relationships. That, well, thank you. Because we have been trying to get all of our non-married friends or soon-to-be-married friends on board with this. Because we only named the podcast Married AF as followers because that's what our small group was named. Yep. Now... We just literally hung up the phone with someone. It's like, when are you going to start a single AF? <laughs> I said, you can still listen. It's not just about being married. No. In fact, we have uh, discussed really little about just marriage <laughs> have so Have we discussed far. anything? We're four episodes in, and we have not discussed actual <laughs> marriage a ton. We've talked about other things, but not necessarily just marriage. So that's kind of the beauty of the whole thing is it, I'm still it goes along with relationships. I'm curious if we've discussed anything. Not really. We I talk, think we've no. just farted around and we're testing the waters to see if anybody was really listening. <laughs> we're just saying ridiculous stuff and and see what see. But what we happens. did. We did. Th- we act. People must be listening because we <laughs> we've got some feedback. We have from people that I truly believe are honest. Yes. So, and something to talk about. So this question can go for 
any relationship in a sense. But I mean, I know that we're kind of marriage focused because we're married. We are, but it, it does. It goes for every relationship um, that we are involved with our dating relationships, our friendships, our family, our kids, our yeah. spouse, um, really everything. So let's just kind of get directly into it and, and we'll will, talk about it. Yeah. But our answers that we have for this are sh- mostly for people that are in a married relationship, but I tend to have squirrel moments. So I'm sure I'll <laughs> go we'll get, we'll get off so many tangents. really, really quickly. <laughs> but I think as we kind of walk through it and we discuss it, um, we will talk about different different things that I think affects a whole lot of people a lot of the time that they don't even necessarily realize or maybe they're feeling it and they're too afraid to address it or talk about it or bring it up in any any way at all. So really the the topic of today and what we we're we're talking about is we, we got this question and it just says that my wife and I are not on the same page and we haven't been in a while. We're more like roommates because we don't even sleep in the same bed anymore. How do we get get back to being married that's a tough one ouch that one is a tough one but the sad reality is is i think that this happens probably more than people would actually think yes i hope and pray that we never have to think about how to get back in a sense because my theory is what happened for you to get that way Mm-hmm. And it's obviously not good things to m- make your marriage just roommates. Yeah. Because I've had roommates. Like I've college. had roommates too. It did not end well. <laughs> Sometimes they don't. We're probably not even friends anymore. I mean, that's just, I mean, I am still friends with at least yeah, but it's not like my very first roommate. Your roommate type friends. <laughs> I mean, that's not necessarily. You, never, you just don't know somebody until you live with them. That's so <laughs> true. So, so true. You know, people so you think, I understand. You think that one way, but man. Holy cow. Man, once you live with them, holy moly, they're, they're a slob. You know, I like, knew how messy you were because. Not <laughs> messy. <laughs> oh my gosh. We didn't lie. I lived together in college. Yeah, I lived no. down the street mm-hmm. and I was the one who would come to your house mm-hmm. and your two roommates and clean and cook. It was disgusting. It wasn't necessarily my There were fault. bats in the uh, fireplace. There were bats. <laughs> there were rats in the kitchen. We had a rat. This rat had to oh be like God, a football. Oh, my God. And it jumped. It was. It, it we was, watched it jump. It was a mixture of a rabbit and a rat. I don't know what it was. Well, we lived in this old, old <laughs> It's not even house. there anymore. Oh, they ripped the house down. That's how gross it was. Oh, and don't forget the, the alligator at the front of the steps, we, we did the, <laughs> like the weekend y'all moved in, you weren't even there yet. No, I wasn't. I wasn't there yet. Um, my my roommate Brett was there, <laughs> and you were in town. I was, and I didn't know what was going on. Brett freaked out and <laughs> was like, "There's an alligator on our front porch. What are we supposed to do?" <laughs> and there was legitimately an alligator on our front porch <laughs> in Tuscaloosa. Animal control. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we had a lot. Uh, I remember driving by and Brett was freaking out, worried about the alligator on the front porch. But that, yeah, it was uh, <laughs> it was quite the house. You know, I wouldn't say it was my fault that it was messy. It had to be at least a hundred years old. It was very old. There was no heat. There was heat. We just well, refused to turn it on because we were poor college kids and thought gas 
is ridiculously expensive. We can't afford gas. Heat, that's so exactly how we found the bats. That is how we found the bats that you had to kill. I was scared because to death of them. You were terrified. Oh, this is the best part. I wish that people. I'm gonna have to now that we're talking about this. I'm gonna have to find a picture of you in that house uh-huh. because the reason why I had to kill the bats. I'm sorry for all you people, all the PETA people that are mad about me killing bats right now. It's okay because I'm vegan. <laughs> um, <laughs> so wrong. But I am. Yeah. And um, <laughs> this was 15 years ago. Yep. But Matthew was scared of the bats because they were going to get in his hair. I had hair then. And if anybody, and for those of you who are listening or maybe not have a clue what either of us look like, Powers is beyond bald. That's kind of rude. Oh, you know it. I'm just bald. I shaved my head. I'm bald. Yep. Because it just doesn't grow everywhere. It just, it just stopped growing. <laughs> it just quit one day. But he you was told terrified. Me, hey, yes. you have to get rid of your hair. It's horrible. You look like a mixture of James Spann and... James Spann's the man. He is the man. But you, his hair, I mean, you looked like a mixture of him and um, the guy from... The Simpsons. The Simpsons. He owns the Mr. Burns. Burns. Mr. Oh, <laughs> Mr. Burns. I figured you were going the George Costanza you, route with me. You had like three pieces of hair left. I did. There wasn't said. much left up top. It's, it's gone. So Powers. it's gone. Just shave it. But he's he had hair then. I did. I had frosted tips then. Yes, we tanned <laughs> at the same place and we get our hair done. I did. My the what hair kind was. Of couple were we? I don't. Um. <laughs> Jeez. It was early 2000s, though, so, I mean... Well, we should probably go to the dermatologist. Oh, my gosh, um, yeah. Anyways, but he was terrified that this, the bats, after they started this massive fire to stay warm, once the fire went out, that's when the bats were... Okay, we can come out now. And, boy, did they come out. Did they come out ever. They were flying in circles <laughs> around the entire living room. We didn't know what to do. It was we're like that episode out. on The Office where Dwight covers... <laughs> yes, it was. When there was a bat <laughs> in the covers, office. He covers Meredith's head with a garbage bag. We had no idea what to do. And Monica walks walks into the living room. I was room. so mad at these Oh, she was fierce. Little it was, boys. It was like 11, 12 o'clock at night. We're Crawling just, on the ground in the dark because... They, the bats couldn't see them. They're nocturnal. Of course they can see you. The lights you are all ding-dongs. So what do I do? I did what any normal, rational human would do. No, no. Turn no, on no, the lights. No, 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 no. Well, you did turn on the lights, but you grabbed a broom. <laughs> and this was the best shots you could ever imagine. The bats just flying around in a circle all over the living room. <laughs> Monica takes this one huge swing with this broom and splat. Nails the bat and it flies up against the wall. And it's like a cartoon where it like <laughs> stuck to the wall and just yeah. slowly <laughs> slid down the wall. It was. And then I <laughs> then I felt bad for the poor bat because you absolutely clobbered that. Yes. Well, I, I I was like, I took care of it. Now you got to get rid of it. Well, you, you, but really? Yep. You were on all fours and just terrified in the dark that it was going to get your hair. I mean, they're nocturnal, first yeah. of all. Turn the light on. <laughs> well, that was our college house, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it, was, it was. It was fantastic. It was something else. The It was just, <laughs> oh, it was awful. 
but it was yeah. so awful and cold during the winter. It would be 50 degrees in the house because we didn't have heat and we got space heaters instead. Oh my God. And the tower, like the breaker. <laughs> got tripping. You learn a lot in college. Well. Not actually going to school, but you learn a lot about life in college. You learn how to figure things out and how to make it through as a <laughs> functioning human Or you being. just have your girlfriend take care of all the stuff for you. Or you do that if you, if you have to do that. So, <laughs> you know, that's like what it's like living with roommates. You have bats yes. and nastiness and freezing cold. You can't afford anything and rats and alligators <laughs> well, that's and all you... sorts of madness. Well, that was uh, Tus uh, Tuscaloosa in 2002, it 2003. <laughs> it was Tuscaloosa early 2000s. Yes. So it was a different Oof. world then. Yeah. Uh, now those houses are not even around. It's no, you have nice big two-story homes. Yeah gorgeous stuff yeah nobody can afford it now my i remember my apartment was just two blocks away maybe mm -hmm. my one bedroom one bath apartment was it had um water was power included? water and power i think was included, included for 210 dollars a month is that not crazy our our three-bedroom house was 400 i think like 450 dollars a month it was and that crazy. Was, I felt like that was so expensive. Uh-huh. We did. That's why we parked cars there for football <laughs> games. So we could make money. We have completely gone off topic, but we're talking we about roommates. <laughs> we're roommates. You know, the question was, it, it, it said was. roommates. That's what it was essentially. But you really don't know somebody until you live with them. That was kind of the whole point yes, of it. Yes, right. You don't, uh, we're circling back around. Yeah, we're going to get doop back, doop. back to the topic. Boy, we can get off topic pretty quickly and easily there. Uh, <laughs> I but, talked about your hair. <laughs> but I think people... I think this is more common in marriage and relationships where you don't feel like it's an actual true relationship. Anymore. Well, yeah, that was where I was going with it. I was in, how does it get there? What happens? And maybe that's because you don't really know somebody until you live with them. It is. I think the, I think one of the biggest things that we see is we get complacent and we get comfortable and we start to take each other for granted. Yeah. It's like your freshman year, you are, probably very active in high school and then you get to freshman year and you're not doing anything and you get that freshman 15 you stop playing sports I mean, you stop working out you get 50. the freshman 15 or freshman 50. 50 or whatever it may look like i was a 50 and it happens <laughs> you get them bama bucks and you go to town <laughs> you go to bama bucks you run guthries or checkers and you don't have to pay anything i don't know if that's even a thing anymore see that show we're showing our age okay we are showing our age but, a little bit Yes, thing, things like that happen. You get very complacent, and when you get happy, now in marriages, you know you're after you get married and the the honeymoon phase is over. You can tell when people start getting comfortable. Yeah, you most certainly can tell when they get comfortable. They either, well, dudes especially, because <laughs> they start rocking that do a dad bod even if they don't have kids, because one or two things are happening. They don't stay at home and eat they constantly go out obviously mm -hmm. they're not working out they're still in that what they want to believe is a honeymoon phase but it's really not you're just gaining a lot of weight dude. you are and the other thing is their wife is cooking she's either a really good cook or you are stomaching all of her terrible cooking so she does not have to know she is a bad cook. <laughs> That's true. It happens. Yeah. But, I mean, girls girls are the same way. Girls get happy and they gain weight. Even if, you know, it's been a couple of years and it's not baby weight. 
like they haven't had a child or they're not. Look, I took full advantage of pregnancy. Yes, sir. That's another topic for another day. But that was that was me being complacent. I'm like, I got him now. He's not going anywhere. I think we get uh, get very comfortable. Mm -hmm. And then uh, we kind of realize it. We get stuck in this place where. We are just comfortable. Like, Let how long have I been here? For for granted. And then we wake when did up and realize, yeah. what in the world? And then we begin you to don't resent know the other person. For like, well, it's their fault that they, they made let me, me this way. They let me get this let, way. How did you let this happen to me? And, and there's Isn't that, that like resentment the to each other. Stages of anger, like, I don't, what is it called? I don't have any idea. <laughs> like, when you go through something, there's different stages. That first stage is anger, and then blame and then something else but that's kind of the same way because you're going to start you're going to start with you're mad because it's to that point of oh my gosh this is out of control yeah we're miserable why did you let me get this way this is your fault yeah we don't do anything together anymore we sit on opposite couches we do nothing but stare at our phones we don't talk about anything we don't talk about our day we don't talk about what's going on in our lives and we begin to just kind of lead lead separate lives away from each other. Well, and we yes. begin to isolate from each other. And honestly, having that separate life, it sounds like, oh my gosh, I can't believe. Like, cause here in Alabama, we've had, you know, a football coach that was over a high school that it. I mean, this has been 15 years, maybe. Um, he was a high school football coach, and they were doing you know, documentaries on it. Two a days. <laughs> Throw them under the bus. Why don't you? I mean, why not? But he had a life that was happening here at high school and what was being shown on the show. And no one knew about the other, I guess it was a mistress and their child yes, together. So was he was a living a double life. Completely separate life. Had no idea. No. But, Think about it. You go to work. Your spouse goes to work. You have really no idea what happens at these jobs. Right. And let's I mean, with us, I, I get really excited to know about your day. Mm-hmm. I mean, I want to know everything about you, and I want you to know everything about me. Right. So there's zero question. Oh, I need to show you this funny text message. Oh, my gosh. The girl said this today, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I expect to hear the same thing from you because with us, that's, that's, we want that. Well, we're, we're fully invested and interested in the other's life. Yes. And what's going on, um, because it takes us back to the whole premise of marriage and a relationship is when you do get married, the way that God designed it was two people, the man leaves his mom and dad, and is joined mm-hmm. to his wife, where those two become one. And it's when we operate together as one, we are truly interested in the other person and what's going on in their life and what their thoughts mm-hmm. are and how their day was and everything that happened because we, we care. We want to be involved in that. Yes. And I think but what happens is is we, we become not everybody, selfish and yeah. lose that. No, not everybody wants that because I'm, I'm sure that most people think that they live the most boring work life and nobody should have to endure that or maybe they don't want to talk about it because it is that bad right but what most people don't understand is where they are they're there for a reason yeah 
Well, and I think even if it is that bad, that's why you have that person you do life with. Yeah, that's so your you can outlet. Lean on them. You don't want you don't want to bring them all your their problems and just mm-hmm. do nothing but complain. But it's that person to lean on to say, <laughs> "Hey, this stinks. I I hate this. This is what's going on. It's driving me insane." Yeah. Well, okay. So you mentioned problem. Mm-hmm. Problem was number one on your message today. Yes, we run from our problems. Yes. Yeah, so after after church, I had someone come up to me and say. My wife nudged me when your husband said problems. And he says that every time he wants to fix the problem, too, he's he's also an eight. That's a man problem, especially. Well, listen. Yeah. Listen, let me finish. And I'm I'm an Enneagram eight. Mm-hmm. This This gentleman is also an Enneagram eight. He said his wife nudged him when you were saying Enneagram eight because us eights, we... There's a problem. Let's fix it. Mm-hmm. We're, Search out. Problems. Then we're yeah. I like fixing things. It's okay. Anyways, so he says his wife nudges him, and he said, "I knew exactly what she was about to say, because he sees a problem. He wants to fix it. He says when she's talking and wants telling her like she is telling him about her day. He's." hearing all of this information and giving her advice on how to fix it. Yes. And she's, he says, she always goes, I don't need you to fix it. I just need you to listen. Yes. That's a very common thing. <laughs> yes. But that is, uh, that is not, I wouldn't say that's a fault that us eights have. Yes and you no. did say, thank God there's very few of us in the world. I did. There's probably a reason for that because would you want, all those chiefs in a village. No. What exactly. happens when you get nothing but chiefs in a village? Watch out. <laughs> that is a problem. Serious war. That is a problem. It is. But waiting to happen. Things like that happen. Most of the time, guys think, oh, God, I got to fix everything. I got to make everything right for yes. my wife. Yes. In a sense. But in any kind of relationship, even if you just need to vent and somebody is trying to put their two cents in. Maybe that's what you should tell somebody. I don't need you to fix it. I just need you to listen. Yes. Because that's that's a big difference. Because if I just want to, I can't tell you how many times I've said, would you stop trying to work this out? I just need to be mad for a minute. Yes, just let me be Just mad. argue with me. And you're like, yeah. baby, just let's talk about, I want to talk. I want to scream. I need to throw something. And he never lets it happen. Nope. I have to find other outlets. That's why yes, I like do. very hardcore rock music. <laughs> <laughs> I had banged it out. Anyways, but not not many relationships are to the point where they can just, oh my God, I had the worst day, blah, 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 no. blah. Just let it out. Because most people go, Oh my gosh, they want, they are so ready to jump on somebody else's, hey, you should do blah, blah, blah. But in reality, they can't even fix their own problems. Right. They want to, they want to hear and talk about somebody else's, but heaven forbid your dirty laundry get aired out. Oh, yeah. No. Oh, no. Blah, blah, blah. You know, it's not a run from those. We don't want to talk about those. It's, you know, hey, let's put all the focus on this problem. Mm And let's talk about this problem. Let's gossip about these people and their problems because 
heaven forbid we shine any light on my issues and my problems that I've got going on that I really need help with. Mm -hmm. And, and we don't, we don't typically do that. No, we don't, it's just sad about it, but in a relationship, I mean, even if it's with your dude bros or your girls, you know, there's always, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've sent messages to, to my girlfriends and been like, okay, look, I got to get some stuff off my chest. When are y'all coming? I got it. It's got to be quick. Yep. And it's a, okay, what are you doing tomorrow? Uh, okay. I'll be there. What time? Good. Okay. I'll bring the cookie dough. Of yep. course. <laughs> we will have this. We out. will we have the cookie dough. Out. We will let you get it out. I'm struggling with something. I need that. That's it's huge to have an outlet where, I just need to talk about this. Yes. I don't need you to help me fix it because honestly, there's probably nothing that's going to fix it. Well, and that's, that's the boy that that's extremely healthy to be able to have the group of people where you can talk about mm -hmm. your problems too, because most people don't, they don't have that group of friends or they don't have that, you know, people in the family that they can talk mm -hmm. to. They don't have their spouse. They can talk to about it because they're more worried about other things and what's happening over here and what's happening in the world or the news or the sports or social media. Whatever it is, I don't want to talk about it at all. But having that group of people that you can go to, that you can talk to about mm -hmm. the things and not just burying it deep inside you to where eventually it's going to explode makes all the difference. In it the does. World. But you're right. Not everyone has that outlet. And most of the time, the things that they probably want to discuss or get off their chest is about their spouse. It, may, it very and well may be. Nobody's going to go to their spouse They're and not go, talk "Hey, to their spouse about it." And that I think is where you see kind of the division of a relationship or marriage into, well, we're just roommates now. We're just cohabitating together. Yeah, because once you it. let we're it, not having a true once it's past a certain point relationship, they're just you're just kind of done. You don't you, you don't, don't care. care. At least, what's the point? They're not going to do anything about it. Exactly. I mean, I've literally heard people say, "Well, that's their problem." How is that their problem? That's your husband or that's your wife. Yeah. No, what, what is that's their problem? That's supposed to be our... It's, it's, is, is my problem as mm -hmm. well. It's, it's supposed to be both of our problems. Because if, if you were to come to me and tell me, um, I don't know, give me some random issue with me. Boy, oh that's my a trap. God. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> hey, why don't you give me some random issue with me? Let's talk about that, would you? Let's be nice and say, <laughs> baby, you're just really short. Okay. <laughs> baby, you're just really short. Look, I know I'm shrinking. I've got the markings on the wall. This Literally. Is a true story. This is a true story. I have a shrinking problem. Supposedly. Well. You're the ones doing the marking, so you're lying to me now. I, I okay, here we the go. Marking. Here comes the here it comes. You're about to get an argument <laughs> on the podcast. No, I'm just. I would go okay, okay. Not that that's a real issue, but just a scenario. Right. Um, I'm sorry that that that's an issue. That's just like something that's out of my control. Mm -hmm. What am I supposed to do about that? You know, if it's something that's completely out of your control, obviously. Um. That should have been a um, <laughs> checklist thing before you got married. It hey, is. before you said yes or popped that question, hey, remember what was that? Was it week one or week two where we went in with the um, relationship contract? Week maybe, two, the relationship contract. <laughs> maybe they should have gotten a, they should have married. They should a, have put that in <laughs> the contract. You know, that's I still haven't top, looked them people up. That's, that's a, a top <laughs> priority is your 
height, apparently. So I, um, I, you know, it's a priority. And I think that's where we see the struggles in the relationship is, is usually the priorities are all out of whack. And we've talked about this before, the importance of priorities and making sure our priorities are in the, the right spot and where they should be. Yeah. And we've always said that the, the base and foundation of the relationship, it's got to be God-based. It has to be the pure foundation of Period. the relationship, no matter what, because that's the most solid rock that you can build the foundation on. Even in the, in the Bible, they, they say that you know, you're, you're kind of a moron if you're going to build a house on sand yeah. and not use rock because sand is going to crumble at the first sight of a storm and your house is just going to come crashing down. But if you build it on a solid rock... It's going to withstand the test of time. It's not going mm-hmm. to crumble. There's not going to be problems. It's a solid foundation. And God should be the foundation of every single one of our relationships, first and foremost. And the second thing, and this is where we really, really get it wrong, is spouse is number two. Yeah. Always spouse is number two. You know, we have God first, spouse two. Now, this is in a marriage. This is in a marriage. This is, this is not necessarily, I mean, in a relationship, if you're having a... If you're a boyfriend, girlfriend, or engaged, or anything like that, this is the exact order these things should come in. Yeah, I think if it's a a, a, a engaged situation or a real serious relationship, that's getting there, um, it's got to be that person, that significant mm-hmm. other, has to be number two. You know, yes. in the foundation, it's got to be God and and whoever that significant other. Maybe. And then, you know, as you get married or have kids, it may be kids or it may be whatever else. But those are the two base base parts of, of any relationship and the importance of it. Right. Well, I've even had friends um, send messages from our previous small groups when we did them um, when we did them live mm-hmm. and they watched um, or I can't remember the exact scenario, but a girlfriend of mine reached out and she had started dating and she's recently divorced. So she had two kids of her own and the guy that she was dating, um, his wife had passed away and he, they, he had a look, he was taking care of his daughter. Well, once it got to that point where, okay, we are serious. We're going to, we're going to get married. Her concern was he still puts his daughter before her mm-hmm. well and i think even in that scenario but even in the scenario when when two people get married and they have kids it usually swaps and kids become number one right and that's that's a problem well yeah and she was like what what do i do how do i let him know that that's an issue without putting any kind of strain on the relationship yeah i was like whoa I sent her the link to the video of the group that that was when we did we did a very big um, illustration. Yes, we did. We did a major visual of why things are supposed to be in this order. Mm-hmm. And I hope that it helped them out. They're married. They're having a baby. She's having a little girl. <laughs> Maybe it worked out. Maybe okay. it worked out. So obviously, Maybe it, you know, it helped a little bit. It did, and. I've seen relationships where maybe God is first. Mm-hmm. Maybe it, on the outside, it looks like God's first. Right. They're doing all the things to make it look that way. 
or maybe they're wearing a mask and no one really knows. Right. But kids are number one. Yes. Spouse is number two. I'm sorry, but those kids are going to move out of the house. I you mean, hope. If we're being honest. Yes, there are kids, so we love them so much. They're absolutely. I am so praying that our son does incredible. Move but, out one day. But Jesus. At the end of the day, they are just like little tiny roommates who are eventually going to leave and start their <laughs> own families and get married. And so when those roommates that. move out, yes, you're still stuck with your spouse, you're stuck with your spouse. You're like, where so, did the last 20 years go? I don't even know who this person is anymore because you haven't been first. Now, we've also been approached with that scenario, too. Thank you for opening our eyes because. Our children have moved out. Yeah, we really didn't know what to do when they were gone. This was an issue for us. Yeah. Cause we do, cause we do, we do. All they the lived stuff. for, yeah, they lived for their kids where you go to every, you know, you have baseball and basketball and football and cheer and dancing and gymnastics and mm-hmm. soccer and modeling and this and that. And you're filled <laughs> up every single night of the week. You are going to do something for your children and you spend no time with your spouse because no. one kid has something at one location. Another kid has something at the other location. And if you are all you at the same location, together. that doesn't mean you're going to sit beside each other. No, because you're so busy doing all the other things to making sure that your kids are first and there's nothing wrong with the extracurricular activities no, and our doing kids sports are and all those. that because yeah. it's great but let's just be honest your kid is not going to be the next Tom Brady <laughs> I know, mean everybody prays and hopes but the, the likelihood of that happening is very very small so all the time and all the money and all the effort that you pour into your kids focus just some of that on your significant other yeah could you imagine Relationships just, might be a yeah, just just a focus a little easier. Just at least a little bit more on the significant other on your spouse because when they move out and you just look at each other like, um, who, who are, are you? you again? Oh my gosh, that was crazy. You said it at the same time. It was <laughs> just in sync like that. Great minds think alike. That's right. So, but that's I think that's the problem that we see a lot of the times is the foundation is, is not always right and we don't have things in the correct order. Now there's room. For everything mm-hmm. as you build it up. But if it's not built correctly and things are out of order and out of whack, it is going to come tumbling down at some mm-hmm. point in time. And it's very, very hard for people to to overcome that. I think that's how you get into the situation of becoming roommates is you've gotten to the point where, and this you know could have even be the situation, you know, maybe the kids are on their way out or they're teenagers and they're doing their own thing and they're working, their school, you know, they have cars, so they're never at home. So it's just me and my spouse. And I don't know what to do anymore. We just sit around and... and you do your thing and I'll do mine. We're going to stalk people on social media and I'm going to go watch the ball game in here. You go watch The Bachelor in there and that's just the way that it's going to be. You know I'm not going to be watching no Bachelor. No, you're most certainly not going to be watching The Bachelor. I know I get ridiculed about that. but Yeah, and I think we want to point the finger at the other person. Yes, because nobody ever wants to be the blame for anything. You don't want to be the cause of the problem. Like, oh, well, if she would just, you know, focus a little more time on me, maybe Mm -hmm. I would focus a little more. But it doesn't work that way. It's not a give and take. It's not a competition. No, it doesn't work that way. One thing I think that we've instilled in our son, which I hope when we're dead and gone, that he will always remember this. But what's the one thing that he, when he moves on with his life and does whatever he's going to do, what's the one thing he is always going to take away that we have taught him? Um. Take care of the women in your life. Always, 100%. We have I wish you would walk in the room right now because I would totally give him the microphone. of the women in your life. Men, if you are listening to this, take care of the women 
in your life. All, all the women. The women I was going to say, you might need life. to rephrase Your spouse, mm-hmm. your daughters. If you have daughters. Your mother, your aunts, someone, you know, sisters. the neighbor across the street, your mm-hmm. sisters, someone that's close to you. You take care of the women in your life. And why? Always. Let me tell you why. Because if you take care of us, we are definitely going to make sure you're taken care of. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're going to be look at, looked after no matter what. A hundred percent of the time. A hundred percent of the time. And I think that's something that men, we don't do the best job of because we are concerned with the other things. Well, I'm a man and I work and I bring food, put food on the table and this is just the way it's going to be. You're here to serve me, but that's not, it's not how this works. Mm -mm. It's not all how this works. And I think that's how you get to this. Get me a beer. I need a beer and food now. (laughs) You got me a bologna sandwich. <laughs> That's like the worst of the sandwich meats, bologna. I don't know. I just went to Sweet Home Alabama, the movie with, but I would change bologna cake to bologna sandwich. <laughs> or I'll go give me the bologna cake out of that ice box. <laughs> bologna cake sounds like the worst possible. Oh, thing let's in not the even world. talk about bologna cake. It makes me want to throw it. I don't even know what that is. I don't, I don't either. Know what that's supposed? Let's to keep be. it in the ice box. <laughs> Oh, we certainly will. But men, take care of the women Mm -hmm. in your life. Whenever you're looking at your spouse or your fiance or your girlfriend or whoever it is, just think back and and think in everything that we do, do I make her better? Do I encourage her? Do I build her up? Do I try to help her? Just do I make her better? Am I helping her grow? Yeah. In her career, in her faith, whatever it is, do I make her? My wife, girlfriend, fiance, whoever, do I make her better? And if you don't know the answer to that question, the pro- answer is probably no. Yeah, it is. It, it most likely is no. And it's just it. All it takes is just a little little tweak of okay, what can I do to make her better? How can I be? And I, you hate the word. How can I be more intentional towards my wife? What can I do to make make it known to her? That I love her and I care for her and I honor her and I believe in her and I want to be there for her every step of the way. If you know she makes her lunch every day for work, surprise her and go ahead and have it made. Yes. I promise it will not go unthought about. Especially if you know her love languages. Love language is a huge. Oh, man. Love languages are so, so important. Understanding your spouse's love language is an absolute game changer. Yes. The love languages, I mean, we even did that with our children. We we learned real quick. I mean, I can buy our kids everything in the world. And it just absolutely does not matter. They're they're okay with it. Thank you, mommy, for maybe five seconds. And that, that's pretty And then I, it typically goes into the attic. What the love languages are, they are physical touch, gifts. Words of affirmation. Words of affirmation, quality time, and... We're forgetting one. I'm forgetting one. It is yours, which is the most most important one. (laughs) 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 Oh, man. Go figure. Of course, Powers. Are you kidding me right now? It is. It's acts of service. Acts of service. Acts of service. The most important. One. I forgot that that's the most I'm important. I'm so sure. One. The words just left my. That's brain. why you did the dishes today. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Hey, baby, I'm gonna do the dishes. Do you mind making lunch? Not. I at see what all. you're doing. Mm-hmm. 
because it's acts of service and that is your love language but our kids like our son his love language is quality, quality time, time which is the same as mine yep is I would rather spend time than receive the gifts or anything else. Just let's spend time together. It doesn't matter what it is, but I just want to be around you. Mm -hmm. I think understanding that with... That's why you made me do this podcast with you. Maybe so. It's just a little <laughs> bit more time that we can spend together. Ah, just kidding. Thanks a lot. <laughs> I love you. I love you. <laughs> but it's important to understand the love languages. I think that's a, a true game yeah. changer. And not everyone has the same. Like None of no. us in this house... Well, me and Cashman have the same, but... <laughs> yes, but... <laughs> me and Elkie are absolutely opposite spectrums. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you're acts of service. I want somebody to do something. Like, I have a cleaning problem. If anyone is a, um, a fan of the show Friends, we're huge Friends fans. Absolutely. But I'm Monica. Yes. Literally. Monica Geller. Monica Geller. <laughs> And Monica Powers. Yes. <laughs> I have a cleaning problem. I wouldn't say it's a problem. Most people would think it's a problem because I do like to clean really everything. Mm -hmm. I mean, when I'm finished cleaning, I clean my vacuum. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's okay. But I don't have one of those closets that you shouldn't open because everything's going to fall out. The Fred Sanford closet. <laughs> but if... You walk over a pair of shoes that you took off and you know that they need to go in the shoe compartment thing that's close to the door. That is there specifically for the shoes? You want to see me turn green and rip off my clothes? That's, that's how I turn into the She-Hulk. <laughs> oh my gosh. I cannot stand it. It's a pet peeve. If you are walking over something, why can't you bend over and... Fix the problem. There's that problem thing. I see a yeah. problem. Got to fix it. How are you stepping over that problem and not fixing it? Yeah. But it should have just been done right in the first place and there would have never been a problem. <laughs> it is. Yeah. There's the root of all everything. <laughs> I just should have done it right. The if you'd done it right the first time, you wouldn't be roommates, people. Anyways, that's me. Uh, <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> I don't sugarcoat. Sorry. No. But when Matthew found out my love language... He, he learned how to do the dishes, the laundry, and he's still working at taking out the trash. I do a pretty good job of it. Yeah, once I get it out of the trash can because it's overflowing, I've played Jenga for three days and I'm just tired of looking at it. I even put it, I get it out of the trash can. I put it by the door. And? Wait. For you to take it out. <laughs> I mean, I take it out. Look, there, there are, maybe we're just weird, but there are two things that I said I would not do when we got married. Trash was number one. Mm -hmm. And the second thing, which is silly, but this is, this was in our contract. <laughs> uh, if either of us decide for whatever holiday season it is, if there are blow-ups in, like, those blow-up, like, a ghost or, you know, something. A big, giant, 20-foot blow-up Santa. Yeah. In our front yard. Any kind of blow-up anything in the front like yard. Grounds for divorce. If you, if we, <laughs> y'all ever drive by our house and there's something massive in the front yard, that means one of us is 
done. Gone. <laughs> One of us is done with the other. over. It's done. We're finished. There's no more marriage. There's no more podcasts. We people, are gone. <laughs> Some people sign a prenup. We signed a contract that said there are no blow-ups. No blow-up stuff in the front yard. <laughs> no matter what. We're not going to do that. We're just... I have a lot of friends that still are all about the blow-ups in the front yard. Okay. Oh, they're so cool. Oh, my gosh, look at this. This is a skull. You need this one. No, I don't want to have a divorce. No, no, <laughs> I'm really happy not. right now. <laughs> no, you don't want to do that at all. That's just that, that's one of our things that we mutually mm-hmm. agreed on, and that's but okay. You've gotten you if you know your spouse or anyone, even if it's your parents. You know your parents' love language. Like, my kids know if they do something and they do not, or if they, if they do, maybe they pick up those shoes and put them where they're going, where they're supposed to go. And I don't have to tell them. They know. That's like brownie points. Mommy's right going to give me a big hug. That's a big one. They know. They, they've they began to understand your love language mm-hmm. and what it what it means. Why is mommy mad all the time? Well, because I have to do all the stuff. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're just walking over shoes, man. They go right Clean there. Clean up, people. There's, oh, gee whiz. So I, I do believe understanding each other's love languages is a huge way to get out of this roommate situation that, that you see sometimes yeah. in a marriage and in relationships. And it can be really, really difficult to get out of that. But understanding that, that, hey, this is what makes my spouse happy. This is what helps make everything better is is to be able to do this. Yep. What about um, in other areas of the relationship? Like love languages go a long way. They do. Is there anything besides just love language that they can possibly think, oh, well. The number one thing we always talk about, communication. Yep. Talk, 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 for the love of Pete, talk. In a judgment-free zone. Yes. You have to be, you, you have to set those standards right away. Absolutely. You have to talk. And the way you talk to your spouse matters incredibly much. I mean, it is so important how you talk and what you say and the way you say it and the tone that you say it in, that stuff matters. Tone. Dark, ominous tones. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone knows that movie, please um, you know, send us a message and tell oh us God, what movie I love that you. is from. You are my if favorite. If you know what movie that is from, please let <laughs> us know the movie. Please let us know. Just tones. Dark, dark ominous, ominous tones. tones. <clears throat> but the tone that you say stuff, it matters. The way you say things matter. What you say about your spouse matters. It does. You can speak life and death. I mean, I'm having a brain fart. What? <laughs> I know that's a, that's a scripture. The, the tongue has the power of, of life, life and death. And death. It, the tongue is a double-edged sword. It is. It is. And if you're not careful, it will slit your own throat. Yes, you can do you that. Say. You can... Put yourself up in a really nice hotel, or you can just stay at the Roach Motel down the street where you got to wear flip flops when you shower and sleep fully dressed. Yeah, we've because been you're, in those types of hotels before. We have we've stayed in places like that, and they're not fun. They are purely miserable. But I think when you when you're speaking to your spouse and you're having that no judgment communication, um, things start to change. Things really, really start to change. But you definitely have to have zero judgment. Yes. No. Uh, well, 
if you're complaining about one thing, I wouldn't even say complaining. Complaining is, I think complaining is an ugly word. It is. It should be a cuss word. Okay. I just cussed. You did. <laughs> complain, complain, complain. Oh, it's you're. It's no good. <laughs> you're being really bad today, Power. <laughs> but. It is. I, you know, you everybody has that one friend that complains about everything. And it's so annoying. And if you don't have one of those friends, it's probably you. <laughs> Sucks. Ouch. But. Yes. It's true. It can be. Nobody, I mean, I mean be. it's the same people that you go out to dinner with or you've stopped going out to dinner with because that's, they get their food. That's not what they've ordered. Oh, this steak was not cooked right. I wanted butter on my mashed potatoes, you know, something like that. Yeah. Those, those are the people that they just get on my nerves. <laughs> Sorry if those are you. <laughs> yeah, but I can. My people, my circle of friends, I will be straight with them. And they know it. I'm like, shut up. Why are you being such a negative Nancy? We don't want to hear that. Yeah. Let's talk about something else. Yeah. Let's turn this, let's, I mean, turn it into a positive. Yeah. Have that conversation with your spouse. Yeah. It's it. not a, when you're having these conversations and it's a judge free zone, don't go into, well, you do blah, 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 blah. And it gets on my nerves. Yes. Well, there's a lot of things Powers does that gets on my nerves. But I'm not going to go in. You've got to stop. Look, Matthew has a problem of he has a twitch when he's sitting down. He has one leg that shakes. And I'm going to go ahead and assume that this is an entire Powers family thing. It is. Because our son has inherited it. it and is. I will just, oh, my God, it, it shakes the entire we, house. We shake our leg. I don't know why we do it, but we just do it. I will nicely just put my hand on the leg that's shaking. Instead of jumping up and down and saying, you idiot, would you stop shaking your stupid leg? It's just the whole oh, house is freaking shaking. What is your problem? Can't you control that leg? <laughs> but there are people who would approach that in that manner. Yeah. And that's not, that's not solving anything. Any good. Because if you're, if you're talked at, and I think that is talking yes. at somebody instead of talking to someone, when you talk at them, they don't want to do anything. They don't want to hear it. They don't want to get better. They don't want to hear anything that you have to say. They're just like, blah, 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 blah. I want to get out of the situation. It doesn't mean anything to them whenever you talk at someone in that way. When you're not trying to speak life into them, ladies, speak life into your husband, even if mm -hmm. he is a moron sometimes. Yep. Talk at me and see what happens. Yeah. I mean, you know, speak life into him. Because it will make mm -hmm. a difference, a huge difference. You know, what we say matters. Right. Well, I've even had, this was one of the things that we had talked about at um, one of the small groups. I just, it's been a couple of years, but I saw, this is why I don't like social media, but people just like to randomly shout and say things. And I swear, the day I saw this woman post about her husband, how he doesn't do this or he doesn't do that. Yep. And it just drives you nuts. Child. You but, know he's on social media too. And that may drive you crazy, but that's not the biggest thing that drives you nuts. 
You yeah. hate to see that and someone just bashing her husband all over social media. And of course he's going to see that of and course. see like, oh, of course. But the worst part is all the other people piling on in Stupid the comments. women. Saying, oh, yeah, my husband does the same thing. How dare he do this? How Girl, dare he I know what you're like going through. Mine doesn't do it either. Oh, my goodness. Nobody wants to ever hear that. You think oh. your husband's going to see that and be like, oh, Okay, I better shape up now. Here she goes again. Yeah, well, okay, so I've said this previously, but when I see things like that, and I don't, I I really do catch myself not commenting on, you idiot. (laughs) I I just either unfollow everybody or don't get on there. Yes. I've done both. But my, when I go to do any kind of post or anything, I straight up, most people, you should totally do think, would Jesus do that? My, my mindset goes to, what would Marsha say if yes, I did this? Is this one. is my mother-in-law, Marsha. I love her to death. And I that's just where my mind goes. Would, would Marsha, if I went on there and bashed Matthew Powers because he did not take out the trash, mm-hmm. what good is that doing? It's not. No. It's not speaking life into him. If you would absolutely, you and you know, unless you've actually blocked them from that exact post, which I've learned that you can actually do. Interesting. Um, right? Um, how about, hey, I'm so glad my husband did the laundry this morning. Wink, wink. Yes. Yes, you're being absolutely sarcastic, but he's going to get the point in an absolutely different way. Yes, and no one else would ever... No. No, it, and honestly, it looks like you're going... Like, oh, they're like, oh, her husband does the laundry? And then I slap their husband. See, he does the laundry. Why don't you do the laundry? Yeah, instead of, oh, girl, I know exactly. My husband doesn't do anything either. He no, just sits he just around and farts. Late. Yes, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. And I think we see way too much of that. And I, I think the important thing here today is really making... Priorities. Price your priorities. Mm-hmm. It is. It is setting the right priorities, making sure they're structured in the way that really God designed them to be structured. As in, He's number one. I mean, He is. He is the one that created relationships. Why would you not go to the Creator of whatever product it is? And this just so happens where God created relationships. Why not go there to actually learn about relationships and how they operate? If you go to the store and buy a chainsaw, it has a disclaimer on there. <laughs> It says, hey, don't do this or you're going to chop off your arm. Most likely it's because some dummy has already done it. They did it and they chopped off their arm. So you go to the manufacturer of the product that says, hey, don't use this in this way, but use it this way. Our relationships are no different. (laughs) You go to the creator of the relationship and he says, hey, this is how the relationship is designed. This is how it's going to be best for you Mm -hmm. and your family moving forward. This is the way you should treat each other and act. And this is what your priority should be. Don't do it this way, but do it this way. And I promise you will have success. It will change everything. Yeah. Well, and here's another thing quickly. I know we got to go, but for women. Yes, he might not deserve you saying something nice about him. But he's ha- he has or has had a mother. He doesn't need you to be his mother. He needs you to be his wife. Could not agree more. Because that's that's that talking at you. That's what m- your mother's doing. Yeah. We're not on the same level. And you're not going to be on the same level as his mother. 
but he has left his mother for you. Yes. So he doesn't need another one. So don't talk to him like you're mothering your children. You know, you're his wife. Be his wife. And if he fails, don't push it in his face like, mm-hmm, told you so. I knew that. Mm-hmm. I knew that was going to happen. No, and I, I know we're, we're running out of time and we got to go, but and that can maybe even lead us into next week, but the whole idea of letting your husband fail. Mm -hmm. it, oh, it is so important. We may have to dive into that on the next next episode next week because – it's a game changer. You have to allow him to fail. You have to be there for him. You know, when, when God created Adam and he said, well, that's not good at all. Man can't be alone. Obviously, man can't be alone. If we were alone, we wouldn't exist because we do dumb things and we'd all die. <laughs> he said, it's not good for man to be alone. So I'm going to make a helper for him. He created Eve, who was a helper mm -hmm. for Adam. Helper, not a mama. But a helper. Not it somebody to talk down to him. So, so important for us. To crazy, right? It's it, it so important. Uh, maybe, maybe someone's listening going, okay, I've, I've been doing this and I, maybe they're guilty about being in that role. And my prayer is that they just, now's the time to make the change. Yes. Don't be, don't, don't be roommates. It's not going to happen overnight. Rome wasn't built in a day. No, it won't happen it's, overnight. And you will still mess up. You will still not get it okay. right all the time. And that's okay. It's having grace for each other in your marriage and in your relationship. Ugh, uh, you I have hate to be that. able to do that. What, having grace? Give them grace. Ah, but we have to. That's what we are called to do. I know. I mean, how can we truly expect? No, I'm just saying I hate this saying. I know, but how can we expect God just to Just give me us? grace. We Come on, give us grace. <laughs> We want it all Child. from God. We're like, well, yeah, I need all the grace I can get, but oh, I'm not going to give it to this person. Yeah, no because way. our God's a forgiving God. I'm only human. Exactly, but we do the very <laughs> best that we can. So, men, take care of the women in your life. Get their priorities in order the way that it was designed. After God's the foundation, make that significant other Number two, no matter what, after God, it is your wife, it is your husband, it is your fiance, it is that boyfriend, it's that girlfriend. They are the next person mm -hmm. in line, and you do everything you possibly can to to live your, your life. Your timer's going off, Powers. It's time to go. Bye. We got to get out of here. <laughs> Sounds like a bomb. We're, Run! No, no bombs up in this place. I hope not. We are all good. I'm the bomb. What? What? <laughs> Perfect way to end it. So there. dumb. We will pray and we will get on out of oh, yes. here today, man. God, we love you. What a what an amazing day. Um, just thank you for for everything. Thank you for your love. Thank you for just allowing us to be your creation and to live in your presence. And just want to pray over everyone who listens to this. Uh, God, whatever may be going on in their lives, whatever may be going on in their relationship or their marriage. Uh, that, that we will just allow you in, allow you to operate, allow you to do the things that you know how to do, allow you to heal us in the, only the ways that you possibly can. Just let us uh, allow you to be the foundation in everything we do, not just with our relationships with our spouse or significant other, but our families, our kids, our neighbors, our coworkers, whatever it is. And I truly believe that, that we'll all see a huge difference if we'll just allow you in. And that is our prayer for everyone who's listening today, God, we love you. And man, we thank you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name.